the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch, and we're glad you are joining us for tonight's broadcast. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus, or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there really a God, and where is he when I'm truly suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every weeknight at this time. Over the next 30 minutes, you are going to hear a small taste of what Pastor Dudley Rutherford's teaching ministry is all about. This is just an example of what you can experience every weekend when you come to our services at Shepherd Church right here in Los Angeles. We have three locations in Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, and Agua Dulce. Shepherd is a multiracial, multi-generational church that is built on biblical preaching and dynamic worship. We have ministries for every stage of life you may be going through, children's programs for toddlers to teens, a sports ministry with leagues and programs for kids to adults, and care ministries for those who are going through divorce, grief, or serious illness like cancer. So be sure to bring your friends and family members. You can check out our website, liftupjesus.com, to learn more about who we are as a church, our locations, and service times. Let's join Dudley right now as he begins his message for us tonight. We today, and if you're here, I'm glad you're here, because we start a brand new series today. And uh, you can see the title of the series is YHWH. And that is the name for God in the Old Testament. Now, we pronounce this Yahweh. However, we put the vowels in there. When it was written in the Old Testament, there were no vowels. The name for God are simply those four letters. There's not a single person on this planet that's alive that even knows how to pronounce his name. It's as though we weren't even supposed to pronounce his name. It's a holy name. It's a sacred name. I would be careful by saying or referring to God as the big guy upstairs. You ever hear him say, oh yeah, I know the big guy upstairs. I would be careful with that. These four letters, when the Hebrew scholars would Uh, transcribe or copy, make copies, they would take one pen and they'd write the first letter. And once they wrote the letter Y, that pen would never, ever be used again. They would pick up a second pen to write the letter H, a third pen to write the letter W, a fourth to write the last letter. Those pens would never be used again. That name is mentioned in the Old Testament 6,800 times, almost 7,000 times in the Old Testament. God is referred. This is his name, yet no one knows how to pronounce it. It's almost as though his name 
is without origin, much like the Lord himself. We want to begin by asking this question, what does he know? What does he know? He is omniscient. And so today we begin this series, we want to ask, what does he know? How smart is God? How deep is his knowledge? Now in your notes, the word omniscient is made up of two words, the word omni and the word science. And the word omni means all, and science is knowledge. So he's all knowledge, omniscient. And it's not just that he's all knowledge, he is perfect knowledge, both actual and potential. Now I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to say something to your neighbor and say it with conviction, okay? I want you to tell your neighbor, you cannot throw God a surprise party. That doesn't work. He already knows everything. He doesn't have to remember things because he never forgets things. He doesn't have to project into the future because he holds the future in the palm of his hand. Now, when it comes to human knowledge, what we know, we've come a long ways, baby. Some in this room can remember life before airplanes. Some people in this room can remember life before radio or life before television. I remember life before microwave ovens. I remember life before computers. I remember life, there, were no, there was no such thing as computer. I remember life before cell phones. Now, children today growing up, they think there's always been cell phones. Some of you remember life before George Washington. Well, maybe not that far back. <laughs> the 21st century is the century of explosive knowledge. Knowledge is doubling, they say, every two years. And it really is just at your fingertips now because of the cell phones, smartphones. But no matter how much knowledge we gain, we will never know more than God. He has complete understanding of all mysteries. He understands geology. He understands kinesiology. He understands anthropology, sociology, psychology, biology, theology, eschatology. For you barbers out there, he knows cosmetology. (laughs) He knows it all. And he, God, depends on no one else. For his knowledge. You and I, everything we know, we learn from someone else. We either heard it or we saw it or we read it or someone taught it to us. Everything you know is someone else taught it to you. But God depends upon no one else and he has to trust in no one else. We have to trust in other people's knowledge all the time. You go to a doctor. You just trust, you have to trust that he knows what he's talking about, right? And he'll write a prescription out. You trust in his knowledge that that's the right prescription for you. You take the prescription to a pharmacist. You trust in the knowledge of the pharmacist to even be able to read what the doctor wrote. (laughs) And then you trust in in the knowledge of the pharmacist to go to a wall, he's got all these pills, a million bottles, and he picks up one bottle, he takes out some pills, he puts that in a little bottle, and he gives it to you, and you trust in that knowledge, and you'd, you'd, you'd take those pills down the hatch like you're eating M&M's. 
You have no idea what's in, that, in those pills. You're just trusting in their knowledge. That's why you make sure those doctors have UCLA by their name. You have YHWH and UCLA. You're good. God never has to trust in anyone else's knowledge. He already knows everything because he's Yahweh. Number one, write this down. He has an incredible view from above. He can see everything. He knows everything. He knows your past. He knows your present. And he knows your future. Most of us can hardly remember our past. Oh, you remember a few things, but you can't go back and retell everything you've ever done in your life. He knows it all. Your present, half of us can't even figure out what's going on right now in your life. And the future is just a total guess. But God sees it all. He knows it all. There's a Peanuts cartoon with Lucy and Charlie Brown. And Lucy says that life is like a deck chair on a ship. Some people take the chair and they put it up on the front of the ship because they want to see where they're going. She said some people take a deck chair and they put it at the very back of the ship and they look backwards because they want to see where they've come from. And some people just put the deck chair wherever they are. And Charlie Brown says, I can't even figure out how to unfold my chair. Do you ever feel like that sometimes? That everybody else knows what what life is about and they've got everything figured out and you can't even figure out your own life? Here's the question. How can God know my past, my present, and my future when I can't understand those things? The answer is because he has an incredible view from above. The Bible says in Psalm 147 verse 5, Great is our Lord, mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. Now, there is a sequence to this message. Not only can he see the big picture, write this down, but he's working this very moment in our lives. Day in and day out, whether you realize it or not, whether you see it or not, whether you understand it or not, God is forming day by day. Like a tapestry, even the good and the bad, he's forming us day by day, even when life throws you a curveball, he's working in your lives. Now, most of you have been to a parade. If you haven't been to a parade, let me tell you something about a parade. And excuse me for being blunt. Okay? Uh, raise your hand. You ex- excuse me for being blunt. Okay. This is true. There comes a point in every parade when you're standing there watching it. There comes a point where the only thing you see is a horse's rear end. It's true. You look up, and the only thing you can see is a horse's rear end. And it's not a pretty sight. But life is like that sometimes. Sometimes you look up and you see your life. Your life just looks like a horse's rear end. But if you could get in a Goodyear blimp and go up high and look down beneath, you'd see the beginning of the parade, the middle of the parade, and the end of the parade. That's the view that God has of our lives. He sees it all. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, before, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew you before you were a glimmer in your mother's eye. God already knew everything about you. 
God knows the exact moment that you're going to pass from this life into the next. This omniscient God not only can see all that, but he's working in my life and in your life, even when it doesn't make sense, which is probably most of the time. When I was a boy, I remember several times I would get a splinter in my finger and it would hurt and the finger started to get infected. And I remember my dad literally having to hold me down and taking some tweezers and dig into that finger and me screaming at the top of my lungs. But my dad knew if he didn't create the pain that it took to get the splinter out, it would have caused me a lot more pain down the road. And if you think about that, the view from above, the plan from above is far greater than you and I will ever understand, which is point number two. Now, there's a sequence here. We have a limited view from below. While God knows and understands everything from above, I, no matter how smart I want to be or would like to be, I have a limited view from below. There's all kinds of things I don't understand. It's amazing, you know, because I'm a preacher, people think they can ask me any question about the Bible. Oh, he's a preacher. Let me ask him. He'll know. I know. I, I don't know. <laughs> usually I say, just Google that. <laughs> That's usually what I say, man. Let me tell you just a few things that I don't understand. It's because I have a limited, I have a limited view from the, number one, I, I really have a hard time understanding the eternal nature of God. Because, you know, I have a birth date. That's what I know, that I have a date that I was born. I was born on March 24th, 1900. <laughs> right? That's when I was born. Nine months earlier, I was, con- I was conceived. Spent nine months in my mother's womb, March 24th. I'm here. And I know that there's going to come a day where on my grave marker, there'll be a date, a, a, a hash, and a date. But God lives outside the space-time continuum. So you and I, we can't even relate to that half the time. But the Bible teaches that God never had a beginning, that he's just always existed. How am I supposed to understand that when I live within these dates? The Bible, the first time is in Genesis 21, verse 33. It's the first time we ever see the word eternal in front of God, that he's an eternal God. In Psalm chapter 90, verse 2, the Bible says that before the mountains were born, before you brought forth the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalm chapter 90, verse 4, says that with God, a thousand years is like one day. Now, I, I don't understand that. For me, a thousand years is like a thousand years. But to God, because he operates outside the space-time continuum, a thousand years is just like a snap of the fingers to him. He has no beginning. He has no ending. And I don't understand it because I have a limited viewpoint. I live in a three-dimensional world. He lives in a four-dimensional world, maybe five, six, or seven-dimensional world. I don't fully understand. Write this down. I don't really understand the Trinity. I know what it is, because the Bible talks about it. You have God the Father, 
God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three different identities, and yet it's all one and the same. What? Yeah, it's the Trinity. We do it when you get married. The pastor, the minister said this in your wedding. He said, I now pronounce you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I pronounce you to be husband and wife and what God has joined together, let no man ever separate. When you get baptized, we baptize you into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's called the Trinity. We, I, I, I understand that it's supposed, the one, the three, different. I, I, I don't know if I really understand that. We use human, anal- uh, human analogies all the time to try to explain it. It's like an a- I've, heard, I've heard an apple that Jesus is the core, the Son. God, the, God the, the Holy Spirit is the stuff around the core, and the red pill is God. I've used uh, H2O to try to explain the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, three different entities, all one and the same. You've got liquid You've got, a, uh, when you put it in a freezer, it becomes a solid, liquid solid, or you can boil it, it becomes a steam, it's three different entities, it's all one and the same. I've heard Neapolitan ice cream to explain the Trinity. <laughs> that God the Father is the chocolate. <laughs> and God the Son is the vanilla. And of course the Holy Spirit is the strawberry. It's three different entities that it's all ice cream mixed all up. You can't tell it apart. It's a little embarrassing. But it's belittling to use ice cream to explain the God of this universe. I'm just trying to make a point to you that in my limited viewpoint, it's difficult to understand certain things. I can't fully explain these things because I'm not God. If I could explain them to you, I would be God. I've told you before, the most often heard word when you get to heaven is not going to be the word Jesus. The most often heard word when you get up to heaven, you're going to hear this everywhere you go, ah. (laughs) And the thing I can't understand, write this down, I, I can't figure out why he's interested in me. How can the God of the universe be interested in little old me? And yet, according to the Bible, he's gone to great lengths to express and demonstrate how much he cares about us and how much he loves us. The Bible says he knows every little detail about us. It's in Matthew chapter 10, verse 30, that says, even the very hairs of your head are numbered. And I realize for some of us, that's not too difficult to keep track of, right? But for some of you, that's very difficult to keep track of. He knows every hair. He knows every fiber. He knows every molecule in my body. The psalmist says in Psalm 139, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. God has searched every one of you. He knows everything about you. Verse 2 says, you know when I sit and when I rise. He knows every time you sit down and every time you stand up. He knew when, he knows when you came to church today, he, the moment you sat down, he knew that you sat down and he, knew, he, knew, he knows where you sat down. He knows, he knows if you leave church early. <laughs> I 
Oh yeah, he knows. <laughs> We're here to worship the holy, unbelievable, great, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent God. That's why we're here. There is no thought that you have that he's not aware that you're having that thought. Verse 3, you discern my going out and my lying down. Every time you leave your house, he knows, he knows what that means is he knows every door you go, come in and out of. Now, me, personally, I could care less when you go to work, and I really don't care when you lay down and go to bed, because it's irrelevant to me. I I get up, I go to work at 6 o'clock. Who cares? (laughs) I I go to bed at uh, 8.30. Nobody cares. I stay, if I can't sleep, I don't go to bed like like, uh, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Who cares? I don't care. Do you care? No, nobody cares. Nobody cares what time you wake up at what time, but somehow God knows. God knows every detail about you. It says there in verse 3, you are familiar with all my ways. There's nothing that you do that he's not aware of. Verse 4, this is amazing. This is, again, he's, he's omniscient. Before a word is on my tongue. See, I can only understand something when it comes off of your tongue. Before you ever say it, you're thinking it, then you say it, he's aware of what you, that word, before you think it and before you say it, he's already, he already knows that you're going to thank that word and say that word. It says, it says, you know it completely, O Lord. Look at Psalm 56, verse 8. It says, list my tears on your scroll, are they not in your record? In other words, God writes down every tear that falls off your eye. Your cheek, he writes it down. There's a book that he has. It's a scroll. It's got all your tears written down. Have you ever had a broken relationship? Have you ever had a sudden financial loss? You ever had the death of a loved one? Have you ever had a heavy heart? Have you ever wept and thought this, this thought that nobody cares what I'm going through right now? I can't figure it out, but God cares so deeply about you, whether you realize it or not. He writes down every single tear that you cry. He cares about what you're going through. He cares about your family. He cares about your health. He cares about your faith. He cares about your peace of mind. He cares about your children. He cares about your prayers. He cares about your tears. He cares about your sorrow. He cares about your future. The Bible says that he knows and understands and cares when a little sparrow falls. And if God knows and understands when a little sparrow falls, trust me, he knows and cares whatever it is that you're going through here today. We hope the message you just heard tonight from Pastor Dudley has been a blessing to you. Isaiah 55:11 reminds us that the preaching of God's word never returns void. We want you to know we have phone counselors standing by if you are in need of prayer. Our number is simple to dial. It's 888-818-4777. We know the enemy is always at work with his deliberate and calculated attacks against us. So please don't hesitate to call us if you are alone and need to pray with someone right now. Again, our phone number is 888-818-4777. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. 
You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com, and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says Monthly Devotional. There is a place on the Monthly Devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. We also want to remind you, The Passion Play is returning to Shepherd Church in April. This live musical production follows the final days of Jesus Christ here on earth and is the perfect event to invite your unsaved friends and loved ones during this Easter season. The Passion Play is only here for a short time, so be sure to order your tickets today. All information on show dates and times can be found on our website, passionplaylive.com. That website again is passionplaylive.com. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.